0: Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. Today, we're going to be talking to Melo Serrano, he is a pastor as well as he also has his online ministry. So we're going to be talking to him about his life and the things that he's doing as a Christian leader. Mello, thanks for joining me today.
1: Uh, Curtis, great to be here. I appreciate the invitation and uh, always a blessing to be able to share my testimony.
0: Well, can you start off by telling everybody who you are, where you're from, and anything else about your life that... You might want people to know about? Sure, sure.
1: Uh, name is uh, Melo Serrano. It's actually Melo, is actually short for Carmelo, uh, but I've always gone by Mello. And uh, originally from New York City, uh, always moved back and forth from New York to Boston, and uh, but finally settled here in Massachusetts. I uh, live south of Boston in a town called Rainham, and uh, been involved in ministry for quite some years, uh, since about 1995, I came to know the Lord in 1994, Uh, but prior to that, I was already employed with the uh, Massachusetts State Police. And so I was uh, serving the Lord, but at the same time, also working as a Massachusetts State Trooper.
0: So what made you decide to get into ministry?
1: Well, You know, as as it is sometimes in people's lives, uh, I was uh, living a life uh, where I I certainly had everything that I needed uh, based on what the world says you need. Uh, A good career, uh, money, house, car, everything that you could ask for as far as the quote-unquote American dream, Uh, but there was still a void and and, uh, it was a time in my life where I had kind of hit rock bottom in spite of everything that I had, and as the Lord would have it, you know, when you hit rock bottom, your only place to look is up. And so it was during that time period that uh, I had an opportunity to visit a little local church in uh, in East Boston and came to know the Lord there. And it was shortly after that that he called me, uh, put this desire in my heart to be in the ministry, which I thought was rather comical because I was not a fan of speaking publicly. Uh, I I would have preferred, uh, uh, I think I would have preferred anything other than torture rather than than public speaking. But uh, when the Lord puts that desire in your heart, no matter how much you haggle with him, eventually you end up on the losing end of that. Uh, So needless to say, that was in 1994 that I came to know him in 1995. I enrolled in Bible college and managed to squeeze four years into eight uh, between working full-time tending to family and already being and being involved in ministry uh, after that uh, I, I stayed on the on the state police for about 20 years I retired went into ministry uh, full-time after that uh, my story is really a story of God's grace uh, because in spite of my uh, in spite of being a Christian, I had my struggles and, and didn't always make uh, great decisions, uh, even as a, as a Christian and as a pastor. And, and there was a moment, a uh, time in my life where things kind of went sideways. I stepped down from ministry, and by God's grace, you know, you try to walk away from God, he doesn't let you. <laughs> and so by, by his grace, he put me back in ministry, but this time it was different. It was more of an online ministry where I've had the opportunity to write devotionals and have a far, uh, a far further reach than I had as a uh, pastor in a local church. Uh, from that, I've been able to make some connections even here in my own uh, home. Uh, just recently had the opportunity to lead uh, our neighbor to the, to the Lord. I do a one-on-one Bible study with him. Uh, I have a Tuesday night online Bible study with uh, a group of amateur radio operators. And on Wednesday nights, we lead a, an end time study here in our home where we have a couple of our neighbors who come over and uh, some folks who come in by way of Zoom, as a matter of fact, to uh, participate in that Bible study. So it's been, <clears throat> like I said, uh, just a story of God's grace and how uh, he can take a broken life, put it back together, and use it for his glory.
0: Well, let's talk about your online ministry and your devotionals. Um, explain to the audience what you do with that and, and what that entails. And um, if somebody were to sign up or get into your ministry or join it, what would they expect to receive?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting because that ministry actually started – Uh, because I was doing a one-on-one Bible study with uh, one of the officers that worked with me. Uh, I am a police sergeant now with the Emerson College Police Department, and one of the officers that worked for me uh, was a Christian, and we decided that we would do a one-on-one Bible study. I have a passion for doing one-on-one discipleship, and so to give him a better understanding of the Word of God, I started to send him uh, just a verse every day, with a little explanation, a kind of a little devotional thought. And that grew into one or two people also who, when they found out that I was doing that, uh, asked me to start sending them the text message. And so uh, that grew into a daily uh, scripture with a devotional thought. And then uh, my wife uh, suggested that maybe I should record some of these in case somebody wanted to listen to them rather than read them. And so I, at that point, prayerfully started a blog on blogger.com called Conversations with God. And I started posting daily devotionals with both a written and a recorded, uh, like a a podcast style uh, devotional where folks can go on and either read the devotional or they can listen to it. And from there, I ended up starting another page on Facebook called Conversations with God. And so I posted devotional on both my blog on blogger.com, on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page, and then other Christian pages that are on Facebook. And it just kind of grew into this ministry that I didn't expect. But again, you give God a little, and he makes a lot out of it by his grace.
0: So, how many people would you say that you have that receive your devotionals now?
1: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, as far as texting, uh, what I do is I send it out to about 15 or 16 people who then send it out to their friends. <laughs> uh, so, I don't really know exactly how many people actually receive it by way of text. Uh, the uh, blogger.com uh, or conversations with God blog. That's going on all over the world, uh, and that's where it was kind of mind blowing to me because I kind of only thought of it: hey, a friend here, a friend there, Christian here, Christian there. But as I started to post on on conversations with God, I realized that people were coming in from different countries uh, to read the devotional. Uh, there, there were a few pages on Facebook where, uh, especially in the uh, in the con- on the continent of Africa, where they were they're really hungry for the word and they were actually using the devotionals to teach in, in their local church and so the lord has used it to an extent that i'm not even aware of and, and every once in a while he gives me a little glimpse of what he's doing with it and all i could do is praise him and and i probably won't know the effects of what all of this is what effect this is having on people's lives until i'm finally home with him. So yeah, there, I, I, as far as a number, I have no idea, but I trust him with whatever the numbers are.
0: What is your role as a pastor in your local church? Are you the lead pastor or or what exactly do you do in your pastor role? Uh, Well,
1: I, I, I served as a, I started out serving as a youth pastor uh, years ago when I first got into the ministry. Uh, then from there transitioned to an assistant pastoral and was senior pastor in a couple of different churches. Uh, my current I'm bivocational now so uh, right now I'm not serving in a pastoral role in the local church currently uh, I work Saturday through uh, Wednesday and currently uh, my ministry pretty much entails online home studies, Uh, where we have folks come here and do that. Uh, We were connected to a local church here in the next town over. Uh, But right now we're actually prayerfully searching for a church to serve out of. And I'm actually, uh, tomorrow as a matter of fact, we're going to be visiting a church in the next uh, state over because we live pretty close to uh, a, bo- a couple of bordering states here. So we're going over there to kind of have already connected with that pastor. And we're kind of praying to see what uh, roles, you know, not, not, meetings are are not a coincidence with God. So we're right now praying through, uh, you know, what exactly is going to be the relationship here. But but God has been faithful to uh, during this time period when when we haven't been, Uh, very active in the local church to give us ministry here where he's given us opportunities to, to still minister to a number of folks.
0: Have you ever thought about starting your own church or do you prefer just doing the things the way that you do them currently and working with another church in whatever role they might have you?
1: Uh, I'm pretty much open to whatever it is that the Lord leads us to. If he calls me to start another work, then I'd be more than happy to do that as long as I know that he's leading uh, that way. Uh, And and really just, I've always, my service to the Lord has really been outside the box. Um, From the time that I came to know the Lord, my attitude has always been that Lord use me in whatever way you see fit. And I'm going to take you out of the box. I'm going to let you be God. And Uh, He's taken me, he's held me to my work. Uh, uh, By the time I graduated Bible college, Bible college was more formality. I had done things in ministry uh, that many uh, men who were in Bible college or who had graduated Bible Bible college had not uh, yet experienced in ministry. But my approach to ministry has always been make yourself available and God will use you. Uh, I still remember the first time he had me preach a message. I had not been to preaching class. I had, not, and and I mean, I just it, I look back at that message and I go, wow, those people must have really loved me because they sat through that. Uh, but that's you know, our, our God. If you're going to tell Him, hey Lord, I'm available, He's going to use you. And so He's always used me out of the box. Uh, I've, I've always had the opportunity to do things uh, that. You just, for me, were unexpected. Uh, for 10 years, I traveled before I, I started to settle into local church ministry. Uh, for 10 years, I traveled and uh, had a singing and preaching ministry. Uh, I had the opportunity to sing at Bible college, and from that, I got invited to go to this church or that church uh, to do a special song here, to sing a couple of songs there, and before I knew it, the Lord uh, had us traveling from one church to another, uh, going in and doing interim preaching when pastors went on vacation, and, and, and so it kind of grew into this uh, ministry of encouragement where he would give me the opportunity to sing, and sometimes we do kind of a, a worship uh, type concert with a message or cover on a Sunday for both the morning and evening service. So it's, it's been quite the adventure in serving the Lord.
0: When you retire, you said that you are planning to continue your ministry. Are you plan on starting any new products or just ramp up what you're doing right now?
1: Well, let's see. I always say that when I retire, retire, because <laughs> I retired once after 20 years as a police officer and uh, ended up back in the uniform again. Uh, so I, I think that when I retire, retire. I probably won't wait that long. I would just, if the, if the Lord gives me opportunity now to kind of take this to the next level, uh, I'll do that. If he gives me the opportunity to retire for a second time and, and just kind of concentrate on this full time, I would do that. Uh, we have a desire to connect with a local church, be more involved with missions. My, uh, my wife is very much missions minded as we both are, but she really has a desire to get out there and, and, and be active on some kind of mission field if the Lord opens up the door for that, uh, doing kind of a medical missions type thing. But um, yeah, we're just, we're just open to whatever it is that the Lord has for us in this stage. We're kind of in a, in a holding pattern right now. Uh, my, my wife is finishing up school right now. Uh, for, she's a nurse, so she's uh, getting her master's right now uh, to teach. And so based on what he, right now, he kind of has us in this holding pattern. She's finishing up school, um, focusing on the ministries that he's given me here, but now we have a possibility of another ministry coming our way. Uh, So we're just trusting that when the time comes, he'll show show us exactly what what it is that he wants us to do ministry-wise.
0: If there's somebody out there listening that would like to participate in your online ministry or be a part of what you're doing, do you have any contact info or, or ways that they can listen in or participate?
1: Yes. If, if you go to blogger.com, you can search conversations with God. And, uh, if you're on Facebook also look up conversations with God and it's a daily devotional, uh, very easy to find. I know that, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the there's there's a, one particular website uh, that most folks seem to be coming in through. And I think it's um, I can't think of it at the top of my head. But if you go, if you search either on Google or some search engine conversations with God, uh, it'll take you to the blogger.com dot uh, website where my uh, where the blog is located.
0: Is there anything that we haven't covered that um, you would like to discuss?
1: No, I'd say that's uh, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, my my uh, my my life and and ministry uh, from the time that I've come to know the Lord has really been a story of God's grace, a story of uh, you know, in spite of some of the uh, pitfalls in my walk, the Lord has picked me up and given me uh, opportunity to get back in there and serve Him, and, and so you know. W- this time I'm, uh, I'm keeping my eyes open for the uh, spiritual uh, uh, pitfalls that, that we can uh, fall into when we're not uh, paying attention the way that we should. But, but by God's grace, I'm thankful for the ministry that he's allowed us to have as far as the online ministry and even our being here in our home and ministering to our neighbors, ministering to the people that we have opportunity to meet. And, and really not knowing how to what extent the Lord is really using the ministry. Like I said, every once in a while, he gives us that little kind of a little hint of, of how far out he's taking it. And so I'm just trusting that when I stand before him, that that's when I'll find out exactly how he's been using the ministry, because it's really for his glory. It's not my ministry, it's his. And, and I have to remember to approach it that way, that it belongs to him. And I'm just a tool in his hand for him to use for his glory.
0: Last question. If there's somebody out there listening that wants to get to know the Lord because of what they heard in this episode, um, how would you advise them to go about that? What, what would you tell them?
1: Well, I think especially with it's kind of funny that you asked that, because when you know one of the things that we've been doing, like I said before, on Wednesday nights, we're doing this end time study and, and just studying the end times really motivates us to to be um, really proactive in telling people about Jesus Christ, about the importance of what Jesus did for us, because there is a time where it's going to be too late. Uh, The Lord said that he's going to come back someday and get his church, and most of us know this as the rapture. And there's going to be a time where the Lord is going to come back and get us, and and People, Most people don't realize that they're on a path to eternal condemnation. Jesus Christ came to pay the price for our sins. And if we were to die in our sins, we would we would spend eternity separated from God. But we have a God who didn't want that. And so he sent Jesus Christ to die in our place. The Lord laid down his life for us. And so the Bible tells us that if we want to get a hold of this eternal life, it has to be done by faith. And so he tells us to call upon him, to trust him, to confess our sins, to call upon him, to ask him to be our savior. And, it's, and there's nothing that we can do to earn this because we're born, we're born with a sin nature. And, and so because we're born with a sin nature, there's nothing that we can do to earn this free gift that God is giving us. Uh, Jesus Christ paid that price. He he was he was beaten and crucified and he laid down his life so that he could purchase us so that he can pay the price for our sins. Uh, the scripture tells us that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, if there's someone who hears this, who maybe the Lord's been tugging at their heart and 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 they just don't know how to receive this gift, it says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so it's as, as simple as calling upon the Lord, acknowledging your sin, asking for forgiveness, and asking him to come into your heart and to give you eternal life. And the Bible tells us that salvation is by grace and by grace alone. There's nothing that we can do to earn it. And And that's uh, the wonderful thing about the gift that God gives us in Christ Jesus. So... You take that first step, and that first step is to surrender yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, ask for forgiveness, ask him for eternal life. And the Bible says that when you do that, he not only gives you eternal life, but he seals you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells you, and you are sealed for all of eternity. You belong to him. You become part of his family. And, brother, I am looking forward to the time when he's coming back to get us. But those that haven't called upon him yet, don't wait because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Melo Serrano. Melo, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Curtis, it's been a pleasure and a blessing to spend this time with you. I pray that whoever listens to this, Uh, to to this interview, that it will be a blessing in their life, that they would come to know the Lord. And again, if you're looking for daily inspiration, feel free to find Conversations with God, either on Facebook or on blogger.com. And uh, I pray that it's a blessing to you. Uh, Curtis, God bless you. And thank you for this time.
0: For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.